Welcome to We Missed Out, the podcast. I'm Bea. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to discuss episodes 12 through 15 of the OGG, Original Gossip Girl, season season one. one. Before we get to our reviews of the week, um, what was going on this week? Y'all feeling better? The boys feeling better? Okay, so I thought we were out of the plagues, <laughs> but seems like our little fake yogurt liquor may be coming down with something again. Oh no, poor guy. Just keeps coming back, doesn't it? Yeah, which is awful because... I invited everybody over, all his little friends over after school for Tuesday for Valentine's play date. So now I'm like, if he's going to be sick, we can't have the play date. Oh, no. Maybe it's just a a 24-hour thing. Maybe it'll pass by then. Hopefully it'll pass by then. Is he excited for Valentine's? Um, I don't think he really understands it to be honest have they talked uh, about like a party or anything no he's excited that the friends are coming over to and there were mommy's making cookies mommy's making some sugar cookies well he should be excited because because getting is he gonna get to help you make the cookies i know he likes to help he kind of helped yesterday when i was pre-making the dough did he get to but, take out know. the design or anything? I, I'm just going to make hearts. It's Valentine's Day. I'm going to do like conversation hearts. Oh, that's going to be cute. So what's to, going I on over there? Um, at school, we're going to be having a the teacher luncheon Valentine's theme. I have to figure out something to take to school that is either salty or sweet. I haven't decided yet, but I have two days. I'll figure it out. Uh, what's going on over here? Well, your nephew got his driver's permit. He passed his written test. So Yay. he'll be going to get his actual permit this coming week. Um, that's like fun and scary at the same time. <laughs> but he's excited. He's he's a good kid. He'll figure it out. Um, we are no longer freezing over here. Now we're taking turns between freezing and sweating because every other day the weather changes. So... Today is actually beautiful outside. I just came inside from checking on the chickens. Um, it's nice here today, too. Yeah, it, it's nice to like not have 20 layers on to go outside and then get in the car and not be able to buckle up because you've got too many layers on. You can't move your arms. Um, so there's that. That's been nice. The most exciting part of my week so far. Second most exciting part of my week so far. I found the new Oreos. Have you gotten any of these new Oreos? No, I just learned about them from you. (laughs) They're called the most Oreos. And they're not only like huge, they are cookies and cream flavor, which cookies and cream is typically Oreo flavor. But the cream inside is a cookies and cream flavor. And they are, they're almost an inch tall. They're huge. They're super, super filled, and they're delicious. I had to hide the box from myself because I didn't want to finish the entire thing. I'm I'm limiting myself to one or two cookies at a time, 
and hiding the box from not just my, myself, but from Aaron and Johnny. Well, Don't speaking tell of them. cookies, <laughs> they started selling Girl Scout cookies here yesterday. I hadn't had sugar, like refined sugar, only natural sugars since the beginning of the year. I, I sought out those cookies. I was like, who in my neighborhood? I went on our Facebook group and I was like, who in this neighborhood is selling cookies? I need four boxes. You know, I, I, I'm going to get some hate on this, but I don't like the Girl Scout cookies anymore. There's not one flavor that I can say that I look forward to. I, I don't need to I, have my, Aaron buys them. my tag alongs. I don't like them anymore. I used to like the lemon ones that they had, but the new lemon ones, if they still have them, I don't like. They don't have a cream in them. They're just kind of like lemon frosted or something. Last yeah, I saw. Mm. Um, what was the favorite one that I had? It was like it had coconut on it and the Samoas. The Samoas. Do they still have those? Yeah, here they're called caramel delight. Maybe that's why. Maybe they've changed the name and now I didn't realize that, so I hadn't tried them. Either way, they are no most Oreo Oreo cookies. Those are super delicious. I went and bought a second box as a backup just in case I ran out. So well, I finished my whole thing of Tagalongs within hours of getting it. And I've eaten <laughs> half the box of Thin Mints and only two boxes are for me. But I'm going to be off sugar again when Lent comes, so I only have like a week to eat sugar. Yeah, I got got to get it all in. Yes. Um, what else has been happening? Well, we talked about Valentine's Day coming. You've got, you're going to get set up for, for your kid. I tried to do something for nice for my kid. For my oldest, I sent him a Starbucks gift card. And as I was sending him a nice big Starbucks gift card, the app glitched and he ended up getting two really nice big Star Starbucks gift cards. So I think he's going to be good for another at least two months with as much Starbucks as he can get with those gift cards, which is good <laughs> for him, not so much for my bank account. <clears throat> um, let me think what that, else. Though. But you got yeah, a big surprise think, this weekend. I did. I did get a very big surprise. Uh, six foot four surprise. Showed up at my door Friday night. Uh, my son came to visit. His base is pretty close by where we live. So he got out of work or tech school on Friday and drove down to spend the weekend with us. Um, it's now Sunday morning. He's already headed back for the big Super Bowl party that that he's having with his airmen. So it was oh, good to have nice. him home. I slept good for a whole two nights having all my babies home. Oh, I haven't slept <laughs> good at all. I need my babies gone. <laughs> to sleep. Oh, it would be nice How's to have like one good night's sleep. Just one. It's like one <laughs> night where I can just like sleep through the night. And have to wake muscles. up five times. Is he oh, feeling my chunka chunka. He is super clingy lately. Like, can't even go to the bathroom by myself. 
Because if I close the door, he's outside screaming for me. Oh, poor guy. But, you know, he knows how to open doors now. He tried to, like, escape the house this morning because I forgot to lock the door. And he just opened it, the front door, and was, like, about to walk out. I was like, oh, no, that's not (laughs) happening, kiddo. (laughs) You don't just leave the house by yourself. You're 14 months. (laughs) That's not allowed. He's so cute. I love my monkeys. Should we get into it for the week? All right, let's get into it. We're going to be discussing episodes 12 through 15 today. Um, I thought we'd try something a little different. Maybe start off with breaking it up as to how many storylines are going on. Because in the past couple of episodes, it's been more than just one storyline. And we're seeing different storylines happening with different characters throughout the episode. So I thought maybe we could clear it up first. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so let's start with episode 12, School Lies. So there's three storylines going on right now. There's Dan and Serena. There's a storyline with Chuck, Blair, and Vanessa. And then there's a a story with Rufus and Lily going on. So, Bea, why don't you tell us about what's going on with Dan and Serena? So the the whole episode is about a pool party that has happened at the school. Something has happened at this pool party, and now they're all kind of in trouble And right now, Dan is, in this episode, Dan's kind of trying to figure out what's going on, like who who got them into the pool because somebody needs to confess or they're going to be expelled. Yeah, Dan has the most to lose this time around, right? If somebody doesn't confess, Dan has the most to lose because he's on scholarship with the school. So if he gets kicked out. Yeah, he's not rich like everybody else. Yeah, there's no one to buy him, buy his way out of trouble. And he has, he's like trying to get that through Serena's head that he's not like them. They have the advantage because they're rich. Uh, they I think have Serena to... gets it. I think she understands. She seems sympathetic toward him, but she still doesn't want to get anyone in trouble. Well, that's because she's the one that led everybody into the pool for the party. <laughs> so yeah, she's the one that had the key to begin with but she doesn't want to tell Dan because he's afraid she's afraid he's going to look down at her right yeah she she doesn't want him she also doesn't want him to know because then if he knows she'll and he doesn't say anything he'll get in trouble so he she doesn't want to implicate him right so she's kind of she's struggling as to what is the right thing to do does she keep the secret and not let anyone get in trouble save herself or does she um, tell, does she go confess and get herself in trouble and possibly get herself kicked out of school for good? Yes. Um, in the end, she does tell that it was her. And for some reason, unbeknownst to her, they're kind of light on her punishment. Yeah, they did go really light on her when when all this consequences and we're going to suspend or expel people. All of this has been pushed really hard. And then what does she get? Like a little pat on the wrist, pat on the hand and told, you know, you just go do some community service that you were already going to take part in anyway. And that was it, right? Yeah. 
But she knows her mom didn't pay her off because she had that heart to heart with her mom about feeling bad about Dan and not wanting him in trouble, but also not wanting to get herself in trouble, in more trouble. Exactly. Which was really weird to me because her mom was just like, well, don't get yourself in any more trouble. Like, that's it. Her mom <laughs> didn't punish her at all. It was No just, punishment there. And you wonder weird. why these are all like kids running wild. Exactly. <laughs> so then so in the end, we find out that it was Bart that paid for it, paid off the school, that it was very costly. He's like funding a whole library. In for the school yeah Serena is kind of disappointed in it she really I guess she's she sees now that Dan was right that money does get people out of things and that if no one had con- come confessed it would have really ruined Dan's life then we have Chuck Blair and Vanessa so Vanessa is making a documentary in this episode she's following dan around so in in following dan around she's getting video of all the other people like nate and chuck and blair and serena and all the people from the school yeah because she does not go to school with them so these aren't her friends these are just people she's i guess trying to figure out or document how they live versus how she lives, maybe? I really don't understand what she's doing, but it's part of the storyline, so let's keep going, right? Either <laughs> way, she's been in the right place at the right time. She catches Chuck with a key. She confronts Chuck. She catches Chuck blackmailing mm. Blair, and Blair confesses to Chuck that she did sleep with him and... But Nate would never believe him. He would believe her. So Vanessa catches this all on video. And Blair tries to buy the video from her. She refuses. She doesn't want to be bought out. Later on, I think it's the next day, they see Vanessa filming at their school. Chuck demands to buy the tape from her camera, the video in her camera, for $10,000. So Vanessa gives him the video in her camera for the $10,000. Blair comes by and is upset that she would give Chuck the video instead of Blair. And she confesses to Blair that the video she gave Chuck was not the actual video. No, so it was still blank, but she hadn't really recorded anything on that one yet. Exactly. So she got away so, with money from that. <laughs> so she ended up with 10 K for nothing for blank cassette tape or uh, videotape. She starts feeling bad and she goes ahead and gives Blair the actual video for free. So I think that act of kindness kind of rubbed off on Blair because Blair ends up going and paying Vanessa's rent for like three months or maybe even a year or something like that. She paid a whole year. Yeah. Wow. So Vanessa's month, um, so Vanessa, Vanessa's rent is paid for a year and she has $10,000. Blair asked what she was going to do with the $10,000. And it, it, this was the funniest part. This the Turns out she, <laughs> she, she set up a foundation for like kids with STDs or something under yeah. Chuck's name. Foundation for teenagers with STDs. That was hilarious. <laughs> so 
even though they look like they could become friends, I don't think they will be because they just, I, I think they now have a mutual respect for each other, but they're not going to be friends. No, they're just too different. And then and our last storyline for this is Lily and Rufus trying to have a second chance at their romance. So Rufus and Allison are done for good. Rufus decides that he wants to make things go with Lily or try to make things go with Lily a second time. Lily finally agrees to give it a try and they decide to, to go out of town for a weekend. Serena catches Lily packing for, for her trip with Rufus and figures out where she's going. And she begs Lily, please don't end up with Rufus. I, I could never live with Dan being my stepbrother. I'd rather have Chuck as my stepbrother. So we see Lily finally putting her kids before herself. And she breaks things off with Rufus. Which leaves Possibly both of them kind of heartbroken looking. Yeah, that, that whole scene with the car on the corner of the road and her turning really Rufus sad. down. It was really sad. With the fog and the nighttime rain and all of it was <laughs> yeah. really sad. Poor Rufus. I think he'll be fine, though. Yeah. So in this episode, we notice that there's lots of scenes at the school, just never in a classroom. Never. Never in a classroom. We see courtyard, we see hallways, we see some sort of meeting room. They are never in class. And we see the office of the headmistress because they do interviews, but um, never, never a classroom. Never a classroom. The bell rings. They say they're going to class and then like they just first magically they're back home. <laughs> Different. They're walking and- through New York. Um, we also, we learn nothing new about Chuck. We just, we continue to see how big of a creep he is. He's such a douche canoe. I can't with him. (laughs) Yeah, I can't stand him. He's so gross. But, you know, obviously, he gets it from his dad. His dad is just as bad. Yes, his dad is just a bigger douche canoe. I'm enjoying the words douche canoe. <laughs> oh my goodness. You better watch where you say that word. You oh, got please, little like ears it. listening. Um Axel's picked up worse. We're good. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, something that really bothers me, and this is ongoing throughout all the episodes, it's like half the time Blair is dressed like a small child, and the other half, she is dressed like an old businesswoman. Am I wrong about this? Like this episode, she was wearing some strange tuxedo dress. It's like big flowy dress. It looked like something a four-year-old girl would wear. But then the the next next scene, she's like, huh? Is it bad that you you liked it? it? It was awful. And she wears like ballet flats with with socks with ruffles all the time i don't know and half her wardrobe belongs to a four-year-old half her wardrobe belongs to a 40-year-old there's no in-between clothes definitely (laughs) but while we're on the topic of fashion did you see serena's one piece swimsuit 
I absolutely loved that swimsuit. It was really cute. It had a real vintage vibe to it. It did. I liked it. I'd never be able to pull it off, but I like it. Yeah, it was really cute. I think that was big at the time. Those vintage-looking swimsuits came back big in, in around 2007. And then it just kind of faded off the whole vintage swimsuit look. They need to bring it back. I like it. Yeah, as long as there's a big t-shirt, I'm good. I don't care what my swimsuit looks like. It's big t-shirt and shorts <laughs> over. Oh, uh, but also this this episode ends with Dan and Serena studying. For what? Like they're actually going to go to class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there will never be a test over whatever book they were reading because they never go to class. Exactly. All right, so the next episode is episode 13. It's called... Thin line between Chuck and Nate. This is a. It should have been called. It should have been called a thin blue line between Chuck and Nate. Exactly. See what I did there? (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, There's also three storylines in this one. It's called. It's called. It's. (laughs) You got me. Got me with the blue line. (laughs) But my head all messed up. Um, So. There's the Serena and Dan, I love you, whole debacle going on in this episode. Is it because he thinks Serena's pregnant because she's been seen buying a pregnancy test and it's been blasted across the school from by Gossip Girl? Or is it because he actually loves her? Poor Dan. He keeps trying and trying to tell Serena. Well, first off, he's thrown off guard that Gossip Girl has posted a photo of Serena with a pregnancy test. But he seems totally okay with the possibility of her being pregnant. A little too okay. Way too okay. His dad is not. He wants to go to Yale. Or where does he want to go? No, he wants to go to Dartmouth. He wants to go to Dartmouth, but he's totally fine with being a teen for a teen father. Yeah, that 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 was too much. That was too much in that storyline. He tells Serena he loves her, and Serena tells him she's not pregnant. So I think Serena's automatic was he is only saying it because he thinks I'm pregnant. Yeah. So that, but then he, he continues to try to tell her, and yeah, because. Jenny points out that's probably what she thought. He tries to tell her how many times. But before she she says okay, he tried to tell her like three or four different times, didn't he? Mm -hmm. There was a romantic dinner. There was a... um, No, the romantic dinner was the last. There was the park where she loses a piece of paper and she tells a random stranger that she loves them. She just, it turns out she's trigger shy because her mom says it to so many different men and gets married so often. Yeah, she's like, because her mom's been married so many times. And I'm thinking, how many freaking times has Lily been married? We don't know. They've never given an actual number, but they make it seem like... It's got to be more than five. It's It's got to be up there because, holy moly, she, the way she says it, she's like, 
she makes it sound like it's a lot. Yeah, it sounds like every every guy her mom dates, she ends up marrying. So, when does she have time for all of this? Like, does Lily have a job? No, I think she just comes for money. Okay, I wasn't I remember sure. Remember, her mom said it was either Rufus or her, um, her her inheritance. Yeah. So at the end, Serena comes back to Dan and says. Saying I love you is hard for me because what I've seen with my mom. Yeah. But they both pretty much declare their love, so it's good. And that brings us back to Blair, Chuck, and Nate. They're the reason the whole I love you started because Serena is not buying herself a pregnancy test. She's buying it for Blair. Yep. Because Blair's late. Her mom makes a comment about her being sick in the mornings. Yes. Because so, she says something about her condition being bad. But she's talking about her, I'm guessing, eating disorder. It, it's This is the second time that they've mm-hmm. kind of alluded to an eating disorder for Blair. Um, so her mom just thinks she's got her eating conditions bad. Her eating disorder is back. Serena is being really, really pushy, trying to get Blair to take a pregnancy test. And Blair is acting like, it's no big deal. I'm fine. This isn't real. If I say if it's not real, it's not real. And she's letting Serena take all the flack. Like, Serena's getting hated on by the whole school because of Gossip Girl. And Blair's adding to it on the steps of the the med. She's just like, well, go take your test if you need it. Yeah, it's not. She's being a complete bitch. Like, a horrible, awful one. But she ends up taking the test. Eventually, and she's not pregnant. However, Serena is with Dan having the romantic dinner. Jenny overhears... Serena tell Dan about Blair being with both Chuck and Nate. Yeah, Jenny's being typical little sister, listening in on her siblings' conversation. Not, I'm I not throwing shade that. at you. I'm not throwing shade at you. I this never is did just it. something <laughs> you always did. Never. Um, never. So she's she's listening in on her brother's conversation. They have no idea she's listening, and Serena's just you know giving giving Dan information, letting him know what really was going on with Blair and the pregnancy test. Serena also goes and confronts Chuck because she she doesn't know about Nate. She knows that Blair slept with Chuck, but she doesn't know Blair slept with Nate. So she's talking to... Am I wrong about that? No, she doesn't know. Chuck's the one oh. that tells her. Okay. So she's telling Chuck about the pregnancy test, and Chuck tells her... Uh, the big news that Blair has also been sleeping with Nate. So Serena didn't know that her and Blair have a little outs about it. And Chuck being the skeezy person that he is sends a tip to gossip girl saying that the pregnancy test is Blair's. And not only that, but Blair has been sleeping with two different people. Exactly. Which causes so much drama and everyone starts hating Blair. 
especially Nate. Nate's freaked out. He decides to confide in Jenny because Jenny seems to know things she shouldn't know. And Jenny tells Nate, she's completely honest with him and tells him, Blair's been sleeping with Chuck. I know this because I heard Serena say it. So Nate punches Chuck. Nate no longer wants anything to do with Blair. Blair goes crying to Chuck and Chuck tells her he's over her. Yep. They're done. So but now she goes Blair, crying to him at a bar. At a, yeah, they're just sitting at a bar. Where Chuck is just sitting there drinking. And when she walks in, bartender offers her a drink. Yep. Doesn't check the ID, nothing. Just here's your drink. Um, good thing you're not pregnant because then be offering a pregnant teen a drink which is even worse than just offering teens drinks and Blair is completely crushed by her own actions that she goes crying to her mom and decides that she needs to go live in Paris with her dad her mom agrees and she tries to get on the plane to Paris but Serena stops her and talks her into staying they will work through this whole ordeal together yes I thought that was a really and, sweet moment, too. It, it is, because Serena knows what it's like to be outcast by everybody. And she's yeah. standing by her friend. And finally, the the storyline that we are all wondering about, what's going on with Rufus? Rufus? Is Rufus open for business, dating-wise? <laughs> so he's just getting, like, I don't know if anyone actually goes and buys art at his gallery i think they just go in to hit on him i mean i would i'm pretty sure that's all he's there for that's what brings in the ladies is is it's rufus and his grandpa sweater his grandpa cardigan it's because he's got his grandpa cardigan i like it it's because he's got something called riz and I am being super cringy right now because it is going to make my son crazy. Do you know what Riz is? Only because you wrote down in our notes what it was. I was like, what on earth is Riz? And who uses this term? Apparently kids use it. So tell us, us what Riz is. So Riz. Riz is a term used by my middle school students and by student, like kids my son's age in high school. And I, I asked my son what he what Riz meant because their kids are always using it. And he's like, it's just like attraction from the opposite sex. So I did my own little research on what Riz meant. So Riz comes from the word charisma, obviously. Duh. So and you know, these kids have tried to fight me about that. And like, no, I've looked it up. It comes from charisma. Charisma is to have appealed to other people, which the word riz comes from, charisma, it means you're, you have appeal to other people. So yes, Rufus is definitely dripping with riz in this episode. Oh, you just said dripping with riz. Oh no, <laughs> I might disown you. <laughs> I said it, I said it publicly on air. I said it. So it now is it is no longer riz. cool. <laughs> I have killed the word Riz for everybody now. You are welcome. Parents, you are welcome. 
teachers, you are welcome. And anyway, so back to Rufus and his Riz. Um, he's got two two women fighting over him pretty much at the gallery at this point. He agrees to a date, which, boy, I, he agrees to the date. And then he tells Jenny and Dan about this. And he's wearing, like, just like a plaid kind of button down. Is it plaid? It was like a cowboy style with the um, the little pearl buttons. Yes, it, it was plaid, but it was like a cowboy plaid, not a flannel so much. And I liked it. I thought he looked cute. And they're giving him crap about this shirt. They're like, you're not going in that shirt, are you? Like, oh my they're, gosh, he looks good. They're just jealous of his riz. <laughs> Stop with the word red. I cannot. <laughs> I like I I too like the shirt. Uh, I think I liked the plaid cowboy shirt better than I liked his whatever t-shirt he had underneath his grandpa sweater. But I did like the grandpa sweater. It looked really comfy. I probably would wear it. We got Rufus now. He's made he's made two dates. He mixes up their names on the phone calls. And they kind of both blow up on him. Episode 13 ends with Rufus has now entered the dating world. Blair is yeah. not pregnant by anybody. And Dan and Serena are in love. And Blair is also an outcast at this point. That's how it ends with her being outcast from her group and her and everybody at school pretty much. Let's see if she can recover and get her reputation back. We shall see. So then we have episode 14 called The Blair Bitch Project. Original. Didn't yeah. The Blair Witch come out like in 2001? This kind of weird name. I remember it was it was way before 2007 because I was still living at home with mom and dad and probably my freshman year of college when Blair Witch came out. So episode 14, we've got two main storylines going on. We've got a storyline with Serena and Chuck, and we have a storyline with Jenny and Blair. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, we can go with Serena and Chuck. Also, the Blair Witch Project was 1999. So see, this is, it's kind of like a weird name for the time then. Yeah. For the title. All right. So let's talk about Serena and Chuck. We've got the 2007 version of the Brady Bunch with half the number of kids. We have <laughs> Chuck, Serena, and Eric have now all moved into the same hotel apartment suite. It's still in the hotel, yes? I think so, yes. It's like the apartment is in the hotel that Chuck's dad owns. It's very strange. I'm not yeah, sure how like that works. House. I think so. So they're all living together now. They want to, their parents want to blend the family and start, you know, making things official now that they're engaged. And Chuck and Serena just have a lot of tension. Chuck is always in Serena's way. He's... Yeah. Hogging her bathroom. He's walking in on her and Dan. He's just always in the way. 
purposefully in the way. Yeah. Um, so Bart thinks that giving him the role of best man will make this stop happening and that he'll be nice. Yeah. Like he'll keep Chuck busy with that. So Chuck will stay out of other people's ways. But that doesn't seem to be the case because now Serena is getting all these mystery packages that are incredibly embarrassing. They're just, and obviously they have to be coming from Chuck. What? I said, they're just kind of wrong. Like the cases of champagne at the school. Yes. That one really, really, really frustrated me because I was like, the delivery guy doesn't even check her ID. And they're being delivered and he to knows a what high he's delivering. Yes, and he knows what it's it's what's in the boxes. He knows what it is, and he's like, "Here you go, teenager, at a school full of other teenagers." So, but again, Lily doesn't get after her. Lily well, doesn't she, get mad. She at talks her. to her, but she doesn't but, get after her. She doesn't get in like, trouble for it. Why are you getting these deliveries? And that was, yeah, she doesn't get in trouble for it. Um, no one gets in trouble for the first package that's full of really inappropriate things. And the last package she finally confronts Chuck about has cocaine in it. And she's... Because he sent it with um, with Eric. Yeah, Chuck and Eric have become besties, I guess, because Chuck no longer has Nate and Eric has pretty much nobody They've become besties. They're hanging out, which Serena can't stand. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much that she doesn't want her brother having friends. She just doesn't want her brother being influenced by Chuck, which is completely understandable. Exactly. But Chuck also just sends this package with with Eric because Serena says she wants... She has already said she didn't want anything to do with him. So... He didn't know what was in the package because they're not from Chuck. <laughs> yeah. So because of all these packages and Serena telling Lily that, that these packages are coming from Chuck, Chuck's dad has kicked him out of the penthouse or wherever the apartment that they're living in, in that hotel and sent Chuck down back to his own suite. What a punishment. <laughs> 17-year-old son, go live by yourself in this hotel suite. I'll check on you once a week. Make sure you're fed. Like, really? <laughs> I I, I have a 15-year-old, and I have a once, you know, an adult son that was once 17. I think if I had given him either one of them their own suite at 17, suite in the hotel with access to all the room service, they would, yeah, that wouldn't be it. That wouldn't have been a That's not a punishment. No. Definitely not. That's, oh my God. Great parenting. So, Serena these, these ends are all up getting. Great <laughs> I know. They're not, they're not the best. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying in their own way. No, 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 no. So Serena ends up what? So Serena ends up getting one last package and it, has a note that it's from G. It doesn't say who G is. It just says G. And Sharina goes to Chuck with it because she's like, oh no. And even Chuck looks 
like shocked and not happy about this G person coming back. Yeah, they both look really worried. So I'm wondering who is G? What does she do? And why are they? Why is Chuck afraid of her? I know. I mean, Chuck is creepy scum. Why is he afraid of this G person? She's got to be really bad for Chuck to be afraid. So while all of this is happening, the second storyline is revolving around Jenny and Blair. They have a rivalry going on. They are fighting for this group of friends. And I need to say something first. At the first couple of episodes, maybe like episodes one through at least seven, Blair had two friends aside from Serena. Mm-hmm. I We've talked about them before. They're the girls from the masquerade. We, I don't remember their names. I don't think you did either. But these girls are gone. No, they're still there. They're just still in the background. And they've added two new people, Penelope and Hazel. So there's this new group of friends that Jenny and Blair, and I'm saying new group because we haven't seen these girls before. If we had, they weren't anything. They were just background, no-name characters. But, but now Jenny and Blair... Forefront now that Blair's an outcast. Yes, that, that one girl... What's that one girl's name? Hazel the dark-haired girl? Penelope. The dark-haired girl's Penelope. So Penelope has somehow stepped up and taken over being the queen bee of the school. She's taken over the steps of the Met. She's outcast Blair. And she knows that Blair and Jenny haven't always been on good terms. So she's pulled Jenny in. Yes. Um, And Jenny just so desperately wants to fit in. She's trying to do anything she can to fit in and Hazel her family has taken her to like uh, Aspen oh wait that's not has it happened yet yeah yes yeah yes so it's been a week they've been on spring break between the last episode and this episode they've had a spring break and Jenny went with Hazel and her family to Aspen Because Hazel, she tries to give Hazel back a bracelet at the beginning of this episode. And she says something about, you let me, this is the bracelet you let me borrow in Aspen. And she's like, oh, I would have never remembered that you had it. Which was kind of like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like that. (laughs) So Hazel is part of this new group of mean girls, which are being led by Penelope. And we've never met Penelope until this episode. I feel like she was in the last episode. But still just kind of a side character. I think she was at the steps of the Met when Blair, when Serena comes up for to give Blair the pregnancy test. But she's never been a main story line. No, she's never been a main. Like, she's always whenever... been kind of sidelined. During the masquerade, she wasn't one of the ladies in the court. No. She wasn't she at the debutantes. So she's she's new, new to this these couple of episodes. 
And somehow she has taken over as queen bee of the school, taken Blair's place and decided to outcast Blair. Yes. Like, who does the girl think she is? Where does she come from? Why is she so against Blair? I don't like her. Well, I figured she's against Blair because Blair had Nate, and it seems as if this one is in love with Nate. That's true. They did make a comment about her having a crush on Nate for a long time. It's Jenny's birthday. They're planning this big like get-together, and Jenny needs a dress. Jenny is blown off Rufus because she wants to hang out with these girls instead. Yes. Um, at some point, they're at Hazel's house, and she gets a call. She walks away, and she ends up in Hazel's mom's closet. That's so weird to me. Like, you're just going to go roam around this person's house while you're on your phone? Like, no, that's not okay. But yeah, she ends up in the closet and she sees all these dresses and she needs a dress. So she decides to borrow a dress, loosely borrow a dress and take it. Where is this place that she keeps going to? This store, it's like not quite a thrift store. It's like a resale boutique, high end assignments place. So she takes the dress over there. She's already taken a bunch of other things there. Which kind of threw me off because her sewing machine is there. We haven't seen anything about, we haven't heard about her sewing machine since possibly episode one, maybe another episode in there. But she's, she's sold her sewing machine and a couple of other things from her house. And now she's trading in this Valentino gown. We find out it's a Valentino gown worth $50,000. Which... If she's so into this, like, designer stuff, how does she not know how much a Valentino's worth? That's true. She's always talking about designer brands. She had that fight with her mom a few episodes back about designer clothing. And she's now stolen this Valentino gown, but she has no idea what it's worth, which is kind of inconsistent for her story. And she trades it for a Dolce, which is much less expensive than the Valentino. She doesn't know this until her friend Hazel talks about the dress going missing and what it's worth. And she panics and decides she needs to go get it back. Yeah. And then However, she steals the, it the back. Store owner won't, yeah, the store owner won't sell it back to her, so... She goes into the dressing room and puts it on and steals it back and wears it home where she's surprised this with is where a Blair's party. Come, well, this is where Blair comes in because Blair has come up with a party with Rufus and it is literally a party for a five-year-old. Yes. There's pink everywhere, party hats, a cake with her face on it, I think. Not just her and, face, but she's wearing a crown. And there's Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> so poor Rufus, he thinks that he's doing what Jenny wants. And he's doing such a sweet thing. And it turns out Blair is just being the big B that she is. And she yeah. is getting her revenge. 
And the other girls are not happy about being there. So they're like ready to leave when they find Jenny desperately trying to take off the Zalantino dress. So she's busted with the dress and they all disown her and they abandon her. They take off and Jenny is grounded for stealing a dress and lying about everything she's been doing. Yep. But somehow she sneaks out because this apartment's so huge that well, I mean, she probably left she's gone. She probably left through Dan's window the way Vanessa always comes in. That that was my thought. She just Yeah, probably. Because their rooms are connected. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do you not know that your daughter's gone? (laughs) So she ends up taking off. She goes and gets help from Nate because she remembers that on the steps of the Met, Penelope has a crush on Nate. So she decides that she's going to get her way back into the group by setting up Penelope and Nate. And because Nate is a Nate is an actual genuine good guy, he yeah. agrees to help her because she I guess he she kind of helped him when it came to the whole Blair thing. She told him the truth. She's been honest with him. She kept his secret about the kiss at the masquerade ball. Yeah. So I guess they are they are friendly. They don't like each other like 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 each other. They're just friendly. And he agrees to help her. So he goes with her to Butter to meet up with the girls where Blair has decided that they're going to go have dinner. And he sets up Penelope with Nate in front of Blair. So there's going to be a big war coming. Blair thought she won, has no longer won this fight. Yeah, that's... I was really surprised that Blair didn't throw her drink and throw a hissy fit in the middle of the room because that's more of a Blair thing to do. That's that totally what I expected. But they so kind of just ended that scene with her like seeing it happen, and then it was just being crushed over. Yeah. So we're seeing in this episode, we're seeing that Jenny's so desperate to fit in, she's losing all. Like the sweet, the sweetness that we we saw of her at the very beginning of the season. Like she's yeah, going even, for this sweet kid. Because even at the beginning, she like flops yogurt off onto Blair's head. Oh yeah, she did. That was not like everybody's staring at Blair as as she's walking into the school, and that was just uncalled for. Like, yeah. Why I mean, are they she's turning just mean? They're making her mean. They are. They are making her way too mean. I don't like it. I want her to go back to being sweet Jenny. Are these girls worth what she's doing? I don't think so. I don't think no. these girls are going to be around very much longer, honestly. I hope they're not. I don't like them. Yeah, they're not the best. Also, in this episode, Lily has gotten kind of mean again as she plans this wedding. Yes, that little, we're starting to see a little bit of a bridezilla show up. Which you would think that after planning as many weddings as she's probably planned, that it would be like easy. I guess it's Unless she has to top every wedding. 
That's just what I was thinking. She has to top the last wedding to show that this one's going to be better. This one's going to last a whole two weeks longer. Okay. So we right, end with... We end with the rivalry between Jenny and Blair still going hot. And we see that both Serena and Chuck are scared of whoever this G person is. Yep. And now we have finally made it to episode 15, Desperately Seeking Serena. So we've got a lot of storylines in this episode. There's way, there's so much going on. There's a, a story about Serena and this G person. There is Blair, and I'm calling that group of friends, I'm going to start calling them the bees. <laughs> the bees. The bees. And I'll let you figure out what the bees is short for. And we've got a storyline <laughs> with Nate and Vanessa, which is kind of strange. And then we've got Very. Jenny with her own storyline. So there's a lot going on this episode. And majority of it is revolving around the fact that it is SAT time. SAT time. Do you remember the SATs? I do. And I don't, I was not worried about them at all. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or say like I did awesome. I just didn't really care. It was just another test to take. See, I was more of a Nate, or not a Nate, I was more of a Dan. I stressed. I stressed See, a lot. I, but I have major testing anxiety. When I have to take big tests, I freak out. And I don't. I'm the complete opposite. I, I'm i a good test taker. I don't get stressed with them. It's just another thing on the checklist that I have to do. So I just get it done. I, I don't know. Tests aren't big to me. They're not. And I think it also knowing that I was probably just going to stay in Kingsville and go to school there in Kingsville. No big deal. Like the SAT weren't a big deal to me. Anxiety, anxiety ridden for me. But anyway, so it seems like they're all stressing about the SATs in this one. Dan's stressed because he's not a good test taker. He's super anxious. Serena wants to take the test. She doesn't seem as anxious as Dan does, but she does know it means a lot. I think that comes in with the whole... She has money. She can probably pay her way into a school. And Dan's going to depend on his scores to help him with scholarships. Yeah. But also, I don't... She's just kind of still trying to regain her good girl status, I guess, by taking this test. Yeah, she's trying to rebuild her reputation that she had. Um, Yeah. Or she's trying to change the reputation she had as the party girl. Um, We see Blair, who has decided that instead of focusing on studying for the test, she would rather sabotage other people. Not just other people, Nellie Yuki. And we know it's Nellie Yuki because she says Nellie Yuki a bazillion times. That's what I didn't get. Like, why is she trying to sabotage this one girl? It's because they both want to go into the same school. That's why. Yeah, but there's there's hundreds of spots at that school. And for all this, the things that this girl does, all her extracurriculars and her merit scholarships and everything else, like, is Blair really competing with her for that spot? I mean, 
I don't know what other extracurriculars Blair does because other than be a bee. Yeah, Blair doesn't seem to have any extracurriculars as far as like I play the violin or I volunteer at the animal show. She doesn't have anything like that that this mm-hmm. Nelly Yuki does. So I don't understand. I I just didn't understand it the whole really plot. should really be a competition at this point. Exactly. And then bringing in her bees to help her with this and telling the bees, well, you do this and she does this. So if we get her down, you'll have more of a chance. That didn't make any sense. That absolutely no sense. She is not your competition. If she was your competition, you would be more focused on getting better at the things you're competing at. The SATs are not a competition. No. But that's what Blair's storyline is in this one. She's just going to take down Nellie Yuki, and she does. So then we've got Vanessa. She even takes the batteries out of the calculator when Nellie Yuki drops it. It was just, there was too much. That, Blair, get a life. Get a life. Go go shopping. Buy yourself some age-appropriate clothing and get a life. Um, so in this episode, we also learn who G is. G is Georgina, who is a horrible influence on Serena. Just awful. Yes, Georgina was a big part of Serena's party girl reputation. Yes. And you know that she's bad because she has a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. And, le- made sure. and leather leggings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you know she's bad. <laughs> oh, just my saying. goodness. It's a black leather jacket. And she's yes, wearing dark colors. Well, Serena wears leather jackets, but they're typically brown. So I guess the black leather jacket does make her the bad guy. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, Georgina. That's the first thing I took from her outfit when they first show her coming in. I'm like, she's in a black leather jacket. Obviously, she's bad. Oh, my goodness. Did she wear black eyeliner, too? Um, I think she did. Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) we find out Georgina partied with Serena all the time. Serena seems afraid of her. Chuck seems afraid of her. So Chuck has been researching for Serena, trying to find out where Georgina is. And he tells her, don't worry about Georgina. I found out she's in another country dating some prince. Serena has let down her guard. She's not worried about Georgina showing up until two minutes later, she turns around and Georgina's right behind her. So, she really I don't understand what's on her. I mean, she has her going to a bar in the middle of the day. Yeah, I didn't and understand. They start that. drinking they... immediately. Serena's like, I don't drink anymore. And immediately she's drinking Cosmo or something. Yeah. There, it, the, the whole storyline between the two of them. Like, if you really wanted nothing to, if you're so worried about this person, you want nothing to do with them, like, just. Stand your ground. Say you can't go for whatever reason. But you can tell that she has something over Serena because whatever Serena does, like when Serena's trying to ditch her, she's not letting it happen. She's about to like let something out of the bag. Um, 
So Serena like- is missing out her study dates with Dan because of Georgina. So she's not studying for her SATs that she wants to take because she wants to fix her image. But Georgina's starting to pull her back down into that party girl scene. And she even goes so far as to drug Serena. Yeah, the night that or the day before the SATs. That didn't make any sense to me. It's like, did she just drug her and take her to the apartment? Did she drug her and they partied all night and then ended up the apartment? I don't, that, there was like little things like that that didn't make sense to me. That were kind of like holes in the storyline. Yeah. Like, what was the purpose of drugging her? Did you drug her to knock her out? Did you drug her to get her high? What was it? That I think was she un- drugged her to get her to start partying again. Either way, Serena, we start seeing Chuck being kind of a good guy towards Serena. He's trying to help her in his own creepy Chuck ways. So he covers her. (laughs) He covers for her to Dan. Dan calls looking for Serena. Chuck covers and says, oh, she's not feeling well. She's got food poisoning. And the second time he covers for Serena when she wakes up at that apartment and she's late for the SATs. And instead of just opening the door for her, letting her into the SATs, he pays somebody to take the SATs for her. So he's paid, he's paying someone to pay. He's paid someone to take his own SATs. He doesn't have any plans to take them. And now he's found someone to take Serena's SATs for her because he's being a good brother. (laughs) He's such a sweet guy. Oh, my God. I mean, he is trying to help, but he's not helping the way she wants him to help. Um, Chuck. In the end, Serena goes to Georgina and says she wants nothing to do with her. and But it's kind of ruined things with her and Dan because Dan's caught her in the lie that she had food poisoning. She said she had a headache. And then when he see, he finds out that she's not the one taking her own test. He yeah, sees he's the other girl show up to take the test for her. So they're not in a good space because she won't tell him what's going on at the end of the episode. So, so far we've got Blair sabotaging Nellie, Nellie Yuki. We've mm-hmm. got Chuck has paid off somebody to take his, his SATs. Serena has missed her SAT, but Chuck paid somebody to take them for her. We've learned who Georgina is. And now we've got another storyline going on with an unlikely couple. Unlikely pair. And Nate. Yeah. So Nate comes to Dan to give him all his study books and stuff. He just kind of wants to help Dan out. And... uh, so Vanessa's kind of being judgy when he drops off the books for Dan, but she sees that there's like some paper in there that's been torn out of a notebook and she takes it, which turns out to be an essay that Nate's written. And apparently that softens Vanessa towards Nate and she calls him. How does she get his number? Does she steal it from Dan? Does she ask Dan for it? I'm still confused as to how she got his number. Like, she probably got it from Dan. But then why would Dan be so surprised when they see 
Nate and Vanessa together later on. I think she probably... I feel like she probably got it from Dan and I mean, Vanessa and Dan are so close. She probably told Dan, I found his essay. I feel bad for judging him. Can I get his number? I want to apologize for how I was. Cause I feel like Vanessa um, is very distrusting of all of the rich kids that go to school with Dan. So I think I, I'm pretty sure Dan probably gave it to her. Not a big deal. Or even Serena. Cause Vanessa and Serena are friends now. So I could see her asking Serena for Nate's number and telling her, I want to apologize for being so rude to him. Cause that seems, it seems like a legit thing that Vanessa would do. I guess. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that she just had his number somehow. They have coffee together and they get to know each other. And it turns out they're not as different as they think they are. They both, you know, have parent expectations like Nate's expected to go to an Ivy League school and become XYZ Vanessa comes from a family of artists and she's also expected to be an artist that means she's not expected to go to college yeah yeah but it does seem like she wants to go to college like she makes some comments like she's really good at the practice test she could probably make it into this the different schools because she's smart, but she's not expected to. So she just blows off the SATs and things like that. Yeah. Um, and they end up kissing. They did. They looks like they took a walk around. They, they spent a lot of time together. Because yeah. when they met for coffee, it was daytime. And they end up kissing it, and it's nighttime. So they spent the whole day together, got, got to know each other. And they like each other. And I, I like them together. I don't know. I'm not sure about them yet. But they, this is the part that got me. Nate just shows up the day of the SATs. So mm-hmm. obviously he's paid for her to take them, right? Because you have to pay overnight. to take the SATs. Overnight. He overnight. overnight went and paid for her to take them. Registered her. All that stuff. And... Just shows up at her work where she's going to work, right? And he tells mm-hmm. her, just get somebody to cover you. And she's like, okay. And just leaves with him. Doesn't even go in to get anybody to cover for her. <laughs> she doesn't, like, she just doesn't go to work. Just leaves with Nate. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of stuff about where she works. That coffee shop, like, how does she just a basic waitress at a coffee shop have keys to the coffee shop after hours like I don't know if you've ever worked as a waitress anywhere I don't remember if you have I've been a waitress I lasted three days I didn't know I've I've been a waitress you you don't get keys to wherever you're working unless you're a manager so maybe she's the manager and maybe she could leave <laughs> I don't know it just didn't make either sense. way it was but it was pretty sweet of him to do that. It was sweet, but totally unrealistic. And she goes and she takes her test. Yeah. And then they leave. She finishes the test and it goes with Nate in his limo. So they're hugging outside the limo and Blair and Dan see them. And it's like a shock. That's they're why both I don't think that. Yeah. 
That's why I feel like Dan doesn't know that she has had his number. I don't know. I still feel like it. he could have given Vanessa the number under, you know, the impression she was just going to apologize for how rude she was. I could see that happening. I don't know. And then there's the last of the... The most ridiculous of all the storylines. I think this part is even more ridiculous than Blair and the Bees sabotaging Nellie Yuki. Jenny is going to find a boyfriend because that's something that Blair doesn't have. (laughs) Yes, she's going to get a boyfriend because that's going to make her the queen of the school. A freshman with a boyfriend. Queen of the school. Exactly. And she 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 does have one of the girls... On her side. The other freshman. Yes. Is this the same freshman girl um, a couple episodes back when Jenny says she has to go to the library mm-hmm. and they tell her, same well, girl. so-and-so can take. That's the same girl. Okay. So she was their little errand girl. Yep. And okay. She, she has was the only one to her by that unity school that's like the all-boy prep school. Is that the school Eric goes to? Because I don't think Eric goes to the same school as as Dan and Serena. I don't know. They don't show where he goes. I think he goes to a different school. But anyway, when she's over in that area, she meets a guy that is walking dogs. She thinks he's a dog walker. Later finds out that, no, he's a rich guy. He was just walking his own dogs. He was the dog owner. Because, you know, you can't just walk dogs if they're yours. Of course not. That's too much work. You let other people do that. Um, So she, I guess they exchange numbers and they plan a date. But Rufus says, no, she can't go. Because Rufus is the only actual parent in this whole show. He is yes. the only one that gives out consequences and sticks to his word and is trying to make his kids better people. So he tells her, no, she can't go on this date. And she's still in trouble for her birthday shenanigans. And she's upset. He makes her call this boy and tell him, I can't go on a date with you in front of him, which I absolutely love because that is such a parenting move I would have done. Um, and... This guy ends up showing up at their apartment with a giant bag of hot dogs. Yep. Like, they're not even individually wrapped in foil. They're just stacked on top of each other. In a bag. He's breathing on them as he walks through. If Axel was there, Axel would probably have licked a couple of them by now. (laughs) Okay, Axel licks every food before he bites it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And... And Rufus does give in and let him come inside and have their hot dog lunch together. He's such so a brown weird. noser, this guy. What's his name? I know I wrote down his name. It's something stupid, too. Asher. Yes, Asher. We don't find out his name until he introduces himself to Where he's a complete brown Rufus. noser. Because he's like, oh, I wish more of my friends parents would give them consequences or punish them I'm like uh no. who says that no 
nobody. Nobody says that. That's who says that. That should be a sign for Rufus right there. This guy is going to be trouble. Yes. Like, all his friends have parents that don't don't have, you know, don't don't parent their kids. So, <clears throat> so Jenny's got a new possible boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Blair succeeded in distracting Nellie Yuki by taking her batteries from her calculator. And Not so much making breaking her, her stay heart. up all night, being re-broken up with by the same guy that broke up with her. Nate and Vanessa are now the new hot couple. I'm for them. I like them together. I don't know. I still think it's not yay or nay about them. I think it's weird that Chuck is trying to be a good sibling to Serena, but I like that he's trying to be a good sibling to Serena and no longer hitting on her. Yeah. But I feel like it's because he's scared of this Georgina girl, too, that he's being a good sibling. I also think that he wants to make good with his dad. Yeah, they have a very strained relationship. He wants his dad's approval, and I think he's going to try to get it by being good to Serena and Serena's family. So I'm hoping we see some changes. Maybe he can redeem himself as of right now. I don't know if he can, but I I don't know. I look forward to seeing if he tries to redeem himself and make himself a better person. Yeah. I, I really think as long know. as he's I, mean, I kind from... of I actually kind of liked him in this episode. I didn't hate him so much as I have in the past. Yeah, I don't think we called him gross very, very much this time around. No. But that's because he was actually being nice in his own way. Yeah. And you could see that. He was trying. So what I don't like is I don't like what the type of person they're turning Jenny into. I really don't like it. I want her to be nice. I want her to be more like Dan. I don't want her to be this mean girl like Blair. I think they set it up, though, from day one that she's going to end up being a mean girl like Blair. Because otherwise, why would she want to be with Blair so often? I'm hoping that Serena has influence on her. Yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping that Serena being with Dan, being around Jenny more often will influence Jenny to be a better person. That's that's my hopes for her. Yeah. She's not my favorite character. Jenny isn't. No. I wanted more of her and Eric together, but now Eric's doing so well. I don't want her to mess with him. him. Yeah. All right. So that was episodes 12 through 15. We have three more episodes. We'll talk about those next week. Um, I look forward to watching the next three episodes. And finishing off season one. Yes, because we have some fun stuff coming up after the OGG is done. We have some fun stuff coming up. We're going to take a break from Gossip Girl after next week. And we're going to do a couple of different episodes on other things we've missed out on. 
like toys and board games we missed out on growing up or even as grown-ups. And my favorite, I don't want to give too much away, but I think I've got us a guest star to come in and talk on one of our episodes. And I'm super excited about this. I am too. I'm really looking forward to that episode that we have coming up soon. Yes. So I think it's about three weeks away. Three weeks away. Maybe. Yeah, I think three weeks away. sounds about right. I'm excited. I can't wait. I know you're excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a break from the OGG. We'll come back to the OGG with season two in a couple of weeks. But until then, we have maybe longer. But everyone to catch up. Go watch. We've been talking about this season one for a while now. Go watch. Catch up with us. Let us know what your thoughts are about the episodes and what what's happened, what you want to happen, what you want to see more of. Yes, I'm I'm excited to see if anybody has any comments about Georgina and about Nate and Vanessa together and what they think this season's going to end up as. Oh, we forgot something about Georgina. What? At the end of the last episode, episode 15, the SAT episode, Georgina makes her way and finds... Dan at the park and she introduces herself as Sarah what is that about she's psychotic is what I'm thinking what is she up to there's something weird happening there's something wrong with her speaking of Dan have you caught up with the show you I know the new episodes just started I have not watched any any of them none of them at all You are missing out. You need to get on Netflix and watch the show You. I think tonight I'm going, or I forgot, today's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not going to have a TV to myself. There's going to be football and all the shows. I am excited to watch the the commercials and halftime. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were waiting for the Rihanna concert because I'm kind of excited for the Rihanna concert. I am. My my favorite part of Super Bowl are the commercials. I love the commercials. So the commercials maybe we'll talk about that lately. next week. So last year the commercials weren't great. So I wasn't I'm not too excited to to see what's happening with the commercials this year. I think the problem is in the past few years, they've been showing the commercials early. Like we yeah, haven't had to wait for the Super Bowl. But I think since here at my house we've cut cable we have just a bunch of different streaming services so i don't watch commercials like i used to so i'm excited i haven't seen them yet and i've been too busy to go online and look for them so it's going to be my first time seeing a lot of the commercials and i'm excited about that i dvr a lot of my shows so commercials are non-existent to me because i just go and get back to my show but there's something but, different about Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Um, I've been busy watching Emily in Paris. So That's a cute show. I like that show. I finished this last season already. I have one more, one more episode to watch. Yeah, that, that's a really cute show. I really like that, that show. Um, I'm not crazy about her hats. I'm glad she went light with the hats this season. I'm not crazy about the bangs this season. 
I like the bags. They're cute. I think they're cute. But all right, so I I guess we should probably start wrapping this up since it is Super Bowl Sunday. There's a lot of Super Bowl things we need to get started. I know you I have some, go make some brownies for my boys. Give us your thoughts and comment on our post on Instagram, which is we missed out the pod or on Facebook. We missed out a pop culture podcast. To listen, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Audible, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Make sure you like, follow, and review. And until next time, don't miss out on We Missed Out the Pod. Bye, guys. Bye.